don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports, so we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey. It's the Almost Sports Show with Jason Dick and C.J. Morgan. Absolutely the most legitimate sports talk program on 1027 ESPN. Join the conversation at 512-834-1027. Now here are Jason and C.J. I'm your little captain friend, C.J. Morgan. Uh, Filling in for Jason today is our buddy Nick, uh, our number one fill-in host, award-winning. I don't mean that. Well, no, wait, you are award-winning. I just took your trophy. Yep. You are award-winning, so you can officially add that to your resume. Uh, we'll get to that. More fantasy football in terms of, yes, trophies. Why our league sucks, and I'm commissioner, and why I agreed to do that. Uh, Nick and I both agree on a crappy movie that no one else does. Actually got me into a fight with my fiance. But first and foremost, pulling back the curtain behind the scenes of Almost Sports, in one of the rare moments of genius... That was started from our guy, Jason Dick, and completely agreed upon by myself. The naming of this show has repeatedly, in a weird way, saved our asses. Mm -hmm. And specifically (laughs) this weekend when I got into it, not got into it, but, you know, got into a discussion about sports. uh, I'm so happy that it is called Almost Sports because I was at a wedding and I'm talking with someone's dad and, you know, when I'm talking to coworkers, when I'm talking to friends, peers, you, you kind of more crap talk. But when it's uh, an elder gentleman of uh, yeah. note, and especially at a wedding that someone's parent, you kind of just, you listen more than you talk. And I was listening as to how Jason and I's jackassery can kind of uh, annoy and get the, the uber sports fans in trouble. And I was just like, man, the last thing I want to do and I'm sure anyone out there gets this with their job. When you're at a wedding, when you're at the park, when you're not at your place of employment, the last thing you want to hear about, the last thing you want to talk about is what? Work. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I hate doing that. And I already had a bunch of coworkers at this wedding. I didn't want to talk about work. And instead, I'm in this conversation headlock with the nice dude who's obviously a listener getting an earful about how Jason and I don't know what we're talking about. But then he said, and that's, he ended this whole spiel with like, and you know what? That's why I like listening to you guys because on other stations, I just hear this, but man, you two, I think he called us knuckleheads. Yeah. Which is definitely like a grandpa insult. But also appropriate. Yeah. But he's like, you know, and you two just, you say it and I love it. And it just makes me laugh on my way to here, there in between. Uh, so, so I appreciate that. And, and again, I know what I'm getting into because y'all are almost sports. I know exactly <laughs> what I'm getting into. And I was like, yes! yes, there have been so many times where even friends of mine have been like, dude, it's almost sports. Like, cause I've, I've complained about how I got something wrong or had like this, this or that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, it's almost sports. Even my fiance is like, oh, almost sports. So naming this show gives us almost a license to be Wrong. <laughs> just because it's not sports, it's almost sports. So just another fine example of how uh, I have that kind of um, that that just the little uh, the little savior, the little uh, caveat, yeah. The, yeah. the the net that catches me when it's like, hey, dude, it's almost sports. You should know better. Much mm-hmm. like how in TV news, editorial or commentary or opinion used to be the same thing. 
Now we all believe that's real, but here you hear an opinion, a fact, something about sports. Eh, it's almost sports. Well, uh, first of all, to this listener who was talking to CJ at the wedding, everybody loves a compliment that starts off with an insult, so good job there. Um, and knuckleheads. You know, yeah, well, you know what you should do is you have to franchise this out. you got to copyright all of the other almost, like you should have a show, Almost Politics. It's almost sure. politics. We start our own barbecue almost. that's almost meat. There you go. That stuff's very there popular right now. I don't know if that quiet is the way to go. That doesn't roll off the tongue as well. But yeah, you could do almost almost politics, almost science, almost you know uh, almost, almost anything. Yeah, could, almost anything could there very much be us. I feel, uh, like, I feel like it's a franchise opportunity. There we go. Uh, and you're almost allowed to participate. Eight three four one zero two seven. Here, he, that's very true. He and wanted I, to be. Oh God, I hope he doesn't listen because that's some notes I don't need. That's a knucklehead <laughs> I don't need to hear from today. Eight three four one zero two seven. And of course, at Almost ESPN on Twitter, if you want to weigh in on some stuff. Started the show with what the heck happened? Talking about Texas' loss to TCU, their entire season. What the heck happened with the Cowboys losing to Green Bay? Green Bay, of course, uh, woeful throughout the season with the offensive MVP, with the MVP of the league, um, Aaron Rodgers, surprisingly returning to old form with three touchdowns, no interceptions yesterday. He loves doing it against the Cowboys, Cowboys too. He does. He loves doing it against the Cowboys. That I mean, was... at least it wasn't a playoff game this time. Yeah. But yeah, they, they seem to have our number. Yeah, we'll see in the playoffs, Aaron. <laughs> sucker. <laughs> I don't know. This is Got such him. a weird season. Got that him. could happen. Who knows? Uh, on top of that, we're going to get to uh, the MVP race. But first, going on to the NBA, uh, the basket- National Basketball Association. Usually, you don't talk about it, if you're me, until Christmas or until the All-Star break. But mm. uh, I have a frustration to bring out with my Dallas Mavericks because, yes, Luka is killing it. He had, I think, five games where he was scoring three. 30 points, 30 points per game. That's that's a lot. There's only one guy above him that's done that, and I believe it was uh, Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, so, Luca, yeah, you're good. But, Nick, if you you know about sports, you know about the, the NBA just a little bit, if you have a player that is uh, number one in scoring in the mm-hmm. league, that uh, started the season with 30-plus points per game, that just had a triple-double in a great win the other night, you would think, oh, this team's got to be the top of their conference. No, the Mavs are floating right around 500. That Does that seem like an anomaly to you? Well, Or does it seem like it's classic Dallas Mavericks thinking Luka can do everything and then filling him with a bunch of six men? I understand that a lot of people in the NBA say that you got to have, they always said you had to have two superstars. And now it's kind of more like you got to have three. And you guys have one. We not and it's not just the superstar level. It's everyone on the Mavs are they have good players. They have good people around them. It's just um, <laughs> they're all six men. Yeah. They're not starters because I look at some of the stat lines of, of other teams and there are a lot that have guys who are you have you have your star that's scoring twenty or thirty a night, and then you have others that are getting 10, 15 points, scoring in double digits. Mm-hmm. But with the Mavericks, it, it's just not happening. You have guys that are four, four, and six, and sure they're making defensive contributions or doing other things. Luca, definitely a guy that's going to have the ball a lot, but it's just frustrating, and it seems to me that this isn't going to work, and this is going to be another one of my teams stuck in mediocrity. And here's the thing, Texas. We only have one basketball team to get behind. The Spurs, 
the Rockets, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to do it. And if they do, you should be disappointed because they're not in the Wang Bang Yanga uh, sweepstakes, who is the once-in-a-lifetime franchise-changing player that everyone is out there trying to get. So we all together, Texas, have to rally behind the Mavericks, right? you got to love Luka. Sure, he can be a little chunky monk sometimes, those mm-hmm. little thick cheeks you want to pinch, but he's a fun, happy guy. So we need Dallas to represent and do well. Well, I know that's what the people of Texas loves. They love foreigners. They love people that come from other countries <laughs> that come over here. So yeah, Especially that, that, with confusing I think you're just, last yeah, names. Yeah, yeah, you're just going to have a groundswell of support for, for your man Luka. Uh, no, I mean, the answer, CJ, is unfortunately just nobody's going to care about Texas teams. I mean, look, you have one generational talent type player, and that is more than a lot of teams. Now, sure. the question is, is are you got do you play for a real organization who knows how to do things? Like like if the if the Spurs just had Luca right now, I'd be like, oh, we got this. We've got the foundational piece and they know how to build around him. I don't know if the Mavericks do. I yeah, mean they, they you you eventually were able to get some guys in there with with um with Dirk. Dirk. You know, Jason Kidd and, and some other Sean people. Marion, yeah, Tyson like they Chandler. They were able to put in some guys, and you were able to get a, a, a two championships? Jason Terry. Yeah. One champion. Just, they won one. Oh, I thought uh, you'd be the Heat twice. Only uh, one. Sorry, buddy. That's okay. But, you know, or do you have the Green Bay Packers, which is when you have a to the two-time reigning MVP and at the trade deadline, you don't trade for any receivers. And then nothing happens, and then, and then, and then you're and, stuck. And then, yeah, like so. Are, do you where where are you guys at? Are you guys, you know, are you are you the? No, I'm trying the, the the Bills, the the Rams. Are you the Rams where you've got they know how to build a team and go for it, or are you the Green Bay Packers and where you kind of ride the hot hand of yeah, one guy? It's, but, it's, it's like, hey, this guy's enough to sell tickets. We're making money. Who cares? But you can't. You which can't, which it, it seems like Mark Cuban is not that owner. No, but, but it seems also like people. And I've noticed this over the years. the The problem with Dallas Mavericks itself is it's a it's a top notch organization in its facilities and everything. But people don't want to come play in Dallas. And one of the advantages of any athlete coming to Texas is we don't have a state income tax, yeah. so you can make even more money. But people don't want to play here. You want to play on the East Coast. You want to play on the West Coast. It's very rare. And Dallas is not a small market team. But you're not seeing. A lot of big players want to come here, and they've been. Is that, is that the Cowboys' fault? Do you think that I don't that, know? They, they just they own Dallas so much that it just not necessarily. I think this is more of an NBA thing mm-hmm. overall. And uh, the the other frustration with this is there have been years where Dallas has been clicking, but then they've made some big moves. One of the years when they they uh, rearranged their schedule at the trade deadline to get Rajon Rondo, and then that didn't work. Yeah, uh, The Lamar Odom trade didn't work, so they've had some bad luck, Should've too. Should have away from that ranch. I know, but I just don't see Luka Doncic, who, who's a great player. He can't do this all the way through the playoffs. Once you start getting in seven-game series, you can't score 30 to 40 every night and do that consistently throughout uh, several long series. It just doesn't happen. And that's why I'm worried about this team. And again, this is very narrow casting uh, just to my fellow Dallas Mavericks fans. But I, uh, I plea, I implore you, all of Texas, this is your team for now, for this year. We're behind Dallas and we're behind Luka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're totally behind them after, after football season. After football, after season. football season. I got to figure out something after to do in February.
yeah. on the sports show. Uh-oh. Uh, silence that's... Silence might might start creeping in and beating us after that. <laughs> you think you're going to be here in February? Uh, here, here's, here's two things. One is real, run is not. I'll let you decide which one. Is this Luca's fault? Because I do feel like like a lot of the 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 super teams in the NBA, uh, you know, is because the players are doing this behind the scenes. Like there was talk about Kevin Durant in the bubble when when they were doing that of like, oh, is he going to try to 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 build a team? I mean, is this because none of them like Luca or they don't know him? Like all of these all of the superstars that are that are American born here in the NBA, they've been playing they all know AAU. each other. Yeah, yeah, they they're, they're all they're all you know. Uh, you know, friends, and they've been playing each other. They know each other, and so it's like you can sit there and you see each other in the same circles. Like I don't know where NBA players hang out, but maybe Luca's got to go in and be like, "Hey guys, be my friend." Hey guys, that's true. Swipe right. Yes, but if you, if you really want a superstar, CJ, I know there's one that's probably available. You're gonna have to overlook carry a little bit of his baggage. Odell Beckham. I think Kyrie Irving can be had no, for pretty dude, cheap, no, man. No, no, come no, on, no, come I, on. I, I hear he's, I hear he's great on team chemistry. I hear he's just he's just, he's a real locker room guy. No, 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 no. no. Okay, I, uh, you'd rather have the one man oh, oh, show than Kyrie. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Too many too many good teams have been blown up by a dude that. Uh, <laughs> and again, he's he's a flat earther. Have we forgot about that? They need to delete that guy's YouTube account because oh, yeah. that's what's getting him. Look at it. Weird video, and I've been there too, man. When it's late at night and you're a little high and you're watching a YouTube video, you think, oh crap. What? This uh-huh. is real? I got to tell everyone this. The only difference is the next day when you go and read your tweets and realize what you were watching and what you're saying, you're like, oh, that's embarrassing. I didn't mean that. Delete. Uh, yeah. delete, 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 delete. Or delete. what I've learned in my elder years is you draft it. If it's so important that you got to tweet it that night, uh-huh. you can wait six hours and tweet it in the morning. You draft it in the meantime, you reread it. And if it's still so important to tweet, do it. But if not, most of the time it's going to stay in that draft folder or be deleted. This has been Almost Social Media with C.J. Morgan. Teaching you all how to do it. We'll be back. Almost Sports. More stuff on the way, including me. I don't know. I just lost my tees. Lost. Let's go home, dude. Let's, let's go. Now back to Almost Sports with Jason and C.J. on 1027 ESPN. If you break up with an athlete, what do you do? Well, you start dating a bigger, tougher athlete. Plus, uh, today's top 10, the MVP race in the NFL. A little more surprising than I thought. But first, back to basketball. Apparently, the kids these days, they don't know nothing, do they? Just sitting there playing their video games, being lazy, mm-hmm. doing the Twitch snap, chatting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flu game is one of the most Famous uh, moments in sports history and used by a lot of coaches to motivate their players because if Michael Jordan can do this in the championship, you can do this now. Nick, you're telling me that kids don't know what the flu game is these days? No. How do you guys not remember? It's when Rudy Gobert got caught with COVID and that's what started the pandemic. Oh, Very different, true. different flu game? Yeah, not, okay, not no. Gobert. Ah, you're talking about Jordan. Yes. Uh, Mich- Michael Jordan. No, Michael Jordan. There you go. Nailed that pronunciation. I take yeah, that. Yeah, I wonder take what that is. Critics. that even French? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna move on before you get even worse. So Michael Jordan's <laughs> flu game, uh, which uh, thanks to the 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 Jordan documentary, uh, they're now saying that that was a food poisoning game. Okay, that was a big part I have an of that opinion is, on that too, and we'll is, get to that, that in a minute. He had a, ate a bad pizza. Somebody was trying to poison him. But yes, it's famously Michael Jordan played and uh, was uh, throwing up on the sideline. Yes. 
and 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 scored a bajillion points. See now now we're dipping into I don't know the stats behind it, but uh, yeah, Jordan famously had a had a win in that one time with that flu game. Nailed Good it. job, almost sports. Okay, but the kids don't know what that is. <laughs> no, uh, and this was uh, at LSU. Which man, I should have done some research on this. Here's where we're getting really bad. Who did the LSU play this weekend? I don't know, but they kicked their ass. Uh, Mississippi State. There you I go. I do believe in LSU uh, within striking distance of actually playing in the SEC championship. Alabama, of course, did beat Ole Miss. Uh, close game there. Uh, so anything can happen in that side of, of the bracket. Georgia probably going to coast uh, that way. But yeah, LSU. So Brian Kelly was telling right, his football players. I found players, the story, CJ. I'm good to go. So this was about Harold Perkins Jr., a freshman linebacker, and he had a historic day in the number 7 LSU Tigers 13-10 to win over the Arkansas Razorbacks. So close to Mississippi State. Uh, anyway, but he had eight tackles, four sacks, two forced fumbles, and then after the game, uh, LSU coach Brian Kelly was talking about it, and uh, I don't know if you have the clip ready or not, CJ, but I'm going to say... I do not. Okay. Then I will just tell you what he said. Uh, afterwards, LS coach Brian Kelly said he got sick before the game. He threw up as we were going to the team meetings. And then he said, hey, you know, MJ threw up when he had his greatest game. And this freshman linebacker said, who's MJ? It's Michael Jordan. Which, I mean, come on, dude. Like, uh, MJ's Mary Jane from Spider-Man. Exactly. That's Zendaya, man. Come on. You should, if you don't know who the actual MJ is, who our MJ is, there's plenty of other MJs you should know. I mean, maybe... I mean, not Michael Jackson, but um, yeah. And so it was just, it was just one of those where, like, yeah, nobody, they, like, even if, I, I, when I first saw this, it was like, I, I thought that he was saying like he didn't know about the flu game, which I was like, I mean, look, honestly, as I just proved, I barely know about the flu game, but I know it existed, but I know who MJ is. You don't so, know who Michael Jordan. Yeah, so he took it even a step further. One of the most important athletes of all time, not just in basketball, but the flu game, and the reason that's so big. Number one, it was a finals game. Number two, they were entering it with the Utah Jazz tied 2-2. Two to two. Jordan did not look well in the uh, the first quarter and was sick. He was dehydrated, had no energy, but ended up uh, coming out winning that game. 38 points for Michael Jordan. The next closest score on the Bulls was Scottie Pippen with 17. Uh, only one other player in double digits. So Michael Jordan single-handedly willed the Bulls into winning the flu game. Now, the thing with the flu game, and I don't want to get conspiracy theory here, but uh, as time has passed, and we all know that you know Michael Jordan was a, a hero. He's one of the greatest players of all time. But we've learned more and more that uh, his uh, character is not quite what the media and his handlers tried mm-hmm. to portray. He loved partying. He loved gambling. He hated losing. Uh some people speculate that the flu game wasn't flu, but maybe he was actually super hungover because he had partied and stayed out too ah, much. James Harden the night before, and yes. so no, Jordan was not sick. He he was hungover. I think we've all been there, <clears throat> Jason, where yeah. you claim to be sick, but you're not sick, <clears throat> Jason. You're just really really hungover. <laughs> And no, I don't think that's the case today. But, no, I think uh, he's just sad about his Cowboys and his Longhorns. Yeah, two, two but, losses. Uh, from it. Well, I mean, I mean, look in the documentary, they will they sit there and tell you that he was up late playing, like he was playing poker, I believe, in his hotel room, and that's when they ordered the pizza late at night, and that's when and they that's what came in. The food poisoning. I mean, the, the, only, the only reason why I would say that that is not um, a, a good why I don't give credence to that theory is that I think that Michael Jordan 
Like if if you were to tell me like that was his first time partying and being hungover, but I think he was. I think regularly, yeah, he he performed well. Also, yeah, when someone was going on when you're not drinking and hungover, and someone else is, you can Mm -hmm. smell it on him. uh, Yeah, sweat the puke. So maybe he wasn't, but uh, yeah, kids these days don't even know about their elders. They need to learn. That is surprising me though, because especially an athlete, you would think anyone who cares about sports, but also shoes. Athletes love their shoes. Well, also, what, what's the number one shoe? What, Back the, in the day, the Jordans. Well, well, the Jordans, yeah, but also just like, like, were you not watching that documentary during the pandemic? What'd you do? Did you pick Tiger King? Come on, man. Yeah, that was the one to watch. Also, yes. the great SNL skit with Heidi Gardner yes. playing. <laughs> That's one the of my referee. Favorite. Dude, I love Heidi Gardner. People are like, oh, there are no stars on SNL these days. Like, no, she's great, and she's yeah. good at playing weird, bizarre characters. It's just because she's a cute little blonde, but she, she she's funny. She's good. Uh, speaking of a cute little blonde, transition well done. So terrifying uh, where this is down going. Down on uh, being mean to ladies. Uh, Giselle Bunchen, ex-wife of uh, Tom Brady, supermodel. What do you do when you're dating one of the best athletes ever? How, as a man, do you go and you swipe right and it's someone named Giselle and you're like, oh, she's cute. She has kids. Mm. I don't care. I have kids too. We're both divorced. But then you realize, wait a minute, this is the goat's ex-wife? No way I can date her. <laughs> Giselle, what do you do? Who do you date? Where do you go? Well, you find an athlete that's tougher. And I don't mean an athlete with more championships, but uh, allegedly she was vacationing in Costa Rica with uh, a jujitsu teacher. Yes, and, and I, it says I love weeks how... after tapping out with Tom. <laughs> uh, I also like how everybody, everything that I've seen has been, and, and this is all uh, tabloid nonsense. But it's, it's, it, it, it is fun to talk about. Is that they're like he's a handsome jujitsu teacher. Like it's, he's not just like some guys like you know uh, what, what you would think of the you know the guy that you took karate in college with or whatever. Not that dude. No, at no, all. no, no, no. And uh, yeah, his name is Joaquin Valente. He's a jiu-jitsu instructor who lives in Miami. Apparently, she's known him for a year and a half and that she took lessons from him and then signed her two kids up as well. And then apparently they were spotted out at a dinner in Costa Rica this Saturday. Uh, and now the, 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 all the people on Giselle's team that are talking to TMZ, they said that this was nothing more than just, you know, a bunch of friends hanging out. And apparently there were six adults and eight kids that they get together. Um, I believe Joaquin's brother was there as well. And so they're all like, no, 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 no. She's just friends with this good-looking martial artist guy who can totally kick yeah. Tom Brady's ass. And I, it's just it's fun because, yes, if, if there is, by all accounts, other than the fact that she hated Tom playing football, this is a very, uh, you know, not acrimonious divorce. Like, they, it, it, was, it happened very quickly. They all had the prenups. It was like very... You know, uh, uh, adult and and well behaved. I mean, they're right across a creek in Florida from each other. Yes, uh, but I just love the idea of just like if she if she's trying to get Tom, just be like, hey, I don't care if you're professional football player. You know, you bring your entire offensive line. This, this guy, dude's going to take him out. Yes, he's going to take them all out one by one. Just pa, just tap him out. Yeah, that's what you got to do if your ex is a big athlete like Tom Brady. You either t- you either date Aaron Donald, uh, the meanest, yes. baddest linebacker in the NFL, or you you go for another level of some dude that can uh, completely kick his ass. I also just like how like if this this was her weekend was being was in part partying in Costa Rica with a hot ass jujitsu instructor, and Tom's was becoming a meme because of that whole pass. I don't know if you saw the 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 Bucks. Um, 
Who'd they play? They Damn played uh, Seattle and Germany. Yes, yes. Uh, but they tried to run. The, I don't know if this is the Philly special, the Tampa special, but they they pitched the ball to Leonard Fournette, and then he you know threw it back to Tom. Tom slipped on that Munich grass, and the ball was intercepted. And then he got a penalty for tripping because he tried to kick his foot out and stop the. So he's like, yeah, I can't do that. I don't know if Tom was like, he's like, I I can kick too. I can kick too. See my kicks. Uh, a lot of uh, Bayern Munich soccer players were attending that. They were excited to see an NFL mm-hmm. game. Apparently, now a uh, quick question. Uh, Isaac printed us uh, the TMZ story about uh, about uh, Giselle. And why is there a photo of a man's face blanked out with her looking like she's farting him out? Like what is <laughs> what is that? Like TMZ? <laughs> I don't I don't get what's happening here. I think this is more of our, our printers don't know how to print an Instagram video. I think it's supposed to be a play button that's blocking his face. This is believe there, but either I, way, no. see that, that was the thing. That was one of the things they said. See, these guys are just friends because this is from when she did like a, a fun promotional video with him. Oh yeah, of, yeah. Of, that's like, what you do when yeah. you're when you're single. Yes. Uh, is you just post a lot of Instagram videos of your friend because you know totally just friends, not trying to make anyone jealous or anything like that. How would you in a high profile breakup like this? Like, how do you even proceed with moving on and finding love? I don't know. Mm. We'll talk about that when we return. It's Almost Sports 1027 ESPN with you. 834-1027 is the number. Give us a call. Say what's up or don't, whatever. The Almost Sports Show on 1027 ESPN. CJ Morgan, Nick on Almost Sports. Nick Haida or Hajda or Hagbabla, whatever last name we want to make up. Filling in for Jason Dick today because he's out sick. That's okay. Uh, I've broken my back. I've been sick. I've been died. I feel like I uh, owe it to uh, all of you to to be here today, even though today was one of those days I was going to call in sick because it was raining and cold. Aww. Then realized I can't because uh, Jason already did it. And what would we do? Just play about how Brad's buzzed too much? We can't. We, I, we I gotta, was going to say, I'm glad you. you did, because otherwise it would just be me and Brad. And Brad's he's buzzed, useless. though. He's yeah. useless. Absolutely. He's just, he'll just sit there and go, hey, what's wrong with the Longhorns? Woo! Now, back in my college days, that sounded a lot like me, and I was useless, but I had a great idea at Texas State, and the student government, the athletics department, told me, no, that's not going to work. And it's pissed me off uh, ever since this day. So I want to complain about that. And it's the reason I have toys in the studio. Is it? Is it? Is it, it is. the reason? Or I, do you just like toys? The last time you and I hosted this show together, I was going to talk about my Texas State glory days. And I never got to because uh, we ran out of time. We had too much fun. But now I'm going to lay it out. And I'm going to tell the Bobcats why I'm pissed at them and how their entire athletics department, uh, their football seasons, from 20, 2007 until now could have turned around if you just listened to me, but you didn't. Uh, first, though, let's get into today's top 10. The Vegas odds have the latest when it comes to the MVP race in the NFL. Uh, and I'm a little surprised that there are some names being left off of this. I'm surprised at some of the names entered into this. But again, it's the computers that do it, not us. Uh, first and foremost, what kind of person bets on this stuff? Like, has gambling just become so addictive that you can't just win-loss a game. Just who wins, who loses. That's what betting should be, right? But no, now there's a bet for everything. There are mm. odds for everything, and it changes every single day, every single week. What do you do, Nick? How do, how do, how do, how do we continue this sort of fun of just watching football when now not only with fantasy, but you have to concentrate on, well, is my quarterback going to win? The odds are going to do this. It's dumb. It's too much. Vegas, chill out. 
You're causing addictions. Mattress Mac is going to have a heart attack if he has to lay down more money on his Astros and go to six different books to do it. Did you did you see Mattress Mac? I saw him with weekend? a wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow like, that he clearly didn't get from Granger. Yeah. He got that wheelbarrow from Toys R Us. Like, well, at I, least have a good prop, Mattress Mac. First of all, Mattress Mac, you could. I'm sure they could have just deposited that money to your account. I don't think you they need did. To carry. Most most money is not actual yeah, in in any yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. Uh, actual. But I just, I just I I love that he that he had to sit there and just flex on everybody with his wheelbarrow and money. Good job. I mean, Mattress I would Mac. too, but yeah, I would absolutely. I would have gotten a real heavy duty wheelbarrow. Oh, I, I wouldn't a, have made out, out of Vegas rider. with that ten million. It would have all gone to the strippers. But uh, this is why I don't like to gamble, mostly because it's confusing to me. I don't know what plus one forty means. Same. Jason's but taught me well ish. I, I I can do like a good two to one type thing, three to five. I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, I don't know who, who who's in our top ten. Uh, starting the... at number ten, Tom Brady. Maybe okay. it's name only. Maybe it's because a couple of years ago he's just not that far removed from winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But he is uh, number ten. I think that's just a contract, a contractual thing. He's got to be in the top ten in all awards. I wouldn't bet on him, and let's see if he, we. He, he's he's nine in defensive player of the year for somehow. <laughs> it's just it's in his contract. The other team. It's in his contract. Uh, number nine, Tyree Kill, absolute wonderful move to Miami. Yeah. That entire team just looks different, and that's one of those hit or miss things because Tyree going to Miami could have been like, dude, you had Mahomes, you had Kansas City, mm-hmm. you had a great coach. Why would you risk leaving? Turns out it's paying off so far. Devontae Adams, similar situation. Is it going to be hit or miss? Huge miss Huge thus miss. far in, uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, in the same division as your Raiders and Kansas City Chiefs, Justin Herbert at number eight. He hadn't looked the same since his ribs got busted up, but yeah. uh, the Chargers still a uh, playoff contender. They still could do it. This big surprise of this season, Seattle Seahawks' Geno Smith sitting at number seven, potential NFL really? MVP. Only seven. Uh, only seven, and there's only one other guy ahead of him that probably you would not have expected to be on the list this year at all. But yeah, according to the Vegas odds and the many different bookmakers, uh, Geno Smith is number number seven potential MVP candidate when a lot of people, Jason and myself included, were like, how is this guy starting? NCA, what? Yeah, I mean, just, I, I, I feel kind of bad for Geno Smith because it's interesting. Everybody is like, well, how is this guy, they, they take it as some sort of... Um, a travesty of like how how did this guy make it this entire time and nobody knew he was that good and I'm like well look first of all he started off with the Jets and he was about to get his shot yeah and then that dude from Fluorville punched him in the face and broke his jaw and that derailed that and then he was on, I believe he was with the Giants and he was because he was the one they went to uh, when they were trying to replace Eli Smith or not, not Eli Smith Geno Smith Eli Manning with uh, Ben McAdoo and I think they they put in Geno Smith for a game and everybody was like whoa, 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 whoa Eli Manning blah, 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 blah. there's also the and, f- the and then he and then he went to Seattle and and he's been stuck behind Russell Wilson so he's never really had a shot and that's the other thing about uh, quarterbacks in general high ranking high I'm sorry not high ranking but uh, highly touted drafted quarterbacks mm-hmm. uh, that go to teams like the Jets which are not this season but often just uh, death traps just bad. You 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 can bring in a franchise player and a great quarterback, but when the team itself is that bad and the line's bad and and, and everything is just set up against you, you're, you're not going to be good. And I just feel like it's it's almost like a a graveyard where they're sending some of these yeah. guys, and it's like, of course, you're not that good because you you 
you play for a team that's awful, that has awful coaches, that has no consistencies, and now maybe he has a good coach, uh, NFL, or I'm sorry, uh, not NFL, a Super Bowl winning coach, mm-hmm. a uh, NCAA championship holding coach in uh, Pete Carroll that's like, well, maybe you get a good team, you get a good guy, and you get a good system, you can show people what you He's can got do. got good receivers, Be- good running back. And he clearly looks defense. better than just a game manager. Yeah. You've had guys that he are looks good game than Russell man- Wilson. Yes, he does. I mean, so maybe he should be a little higher. The uh, moral this, of the story, kids, is don't owe money to linebackers from Pflugerville because they will break your jaw sure. and, and that derails your career. Don't Just don't get in fights. Don't do that. Don't get in fights if you're a, a professional athlete. Nothing. Anyway, uh, can, sorry to derail yeah. your top ten list. Who's at number six? Well, number six is also someone that should they, just because of the, uh, the record, be a little higher. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is on one of the best teams in the NFL, and yet he is this far down the list. Behind Joe Burrow? What is this? Joe Burrow's at number six. Kirk Cousins, number seven. Do I even know math? I don't know. The point is, uh, (laughs) I would expect Kirk Cousins to be a lot higher uh, because is he as exciting as Joe Burrow when Joe Burrow wins? No, not really. Well, here's the problem. Does he have those numbers and wins? No, but does his team have the wins? The more important statistic? Yes. I mean, does Joe Burrow have a catchphrase? No. No. He's got his. I mean, he likes. Does cigars. Joe Burrow have Jefferson and Thielen on his team? No, no but, but he's still. got he's got Jamar Chase and Deans. Yeah, that's I mean, like true. the problem is that we've seen Kirk Cousins throw too many boneheaded interceptions, especially on prime time. I mean, look at the look at the Eagles game earlier this year, and just to trust him, and even though he's a, a, a supposedly like really good, I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but supposedly he's really good in like uh, uh, game winning drives or last you know minute situations of that things. I just we've we've seen Kirk Cousins, and we're just like nah. Nah, dude. Is he, yeah, is he a game manager or franchise quarterback? And a lot of people seem to think yeah. he's the franchise quarterback type. I don't know. But they are what? Eight and one? Yeah. As there I said, uh, Joe Burrow ahead of him at number six. Number five, my guy, Lamar Jackson. They had a bit of a slump. Uh, starting mm-hmm. to look better. Starting to look like they're figuring it out. And again, no matter who's the running back for that team, because I think they've had four guys in and out with yeah. different injuries throughout the year. Still being consistent and uh, still hopefully going to win a very bizarre division where you had, again, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, Super Bowl runner-up. You had the Browns, who by all means had a really good team and just had to be okay until Deshaun Watson's back. And then the Steelers are just garbage. Oh, speak it up. the first day of Deshaun Watson in Cleveland? I don't know. I think it is. I don't know if they're practicing today or not, but... Celebrate Deshaun. Come on. No. Number four in a bit of a surprise, or is it Tua Tungovailoa? Uh, did I say number two? No, number four, but still in the top. Uh, Tua Tungovailoa. <laughs> number I two w- in your hearts, number four on CJ's list. I, I was so concerned about getting his name right yeah, because no, it's I, the I only thing you. I can uh, pronounce. But man, Miami, what a turnaround. And yeah. look at the rest of their season, the schedule ahead. Uh, they don't have a lot to be worried about. Sure, they play San Francisco, they play San Diego, but they're playing where they love it, on the beach, on the coast. Uh, they are also going to play, I think, New England and Buffalo uh, away. Mm-hmm. So how will the team perform in winter-like conditions? Is the ball hard to throw when it's colder? I don't know. But uh, two and the Dolphins uh, making some waves this year. <laughs> That's how the sound Dolphins make. Um <laughs> Josh Allen, also number one at the beginning of the year, dropping down to number three. And what I've seen is a lot of Bills fans are like, fine, yes, we got you right where we want you. Mm -hmm. 
Bills fans didn't like being the consensus pick to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen MVP. Now they like being the underdog. Because if you're diving off a table and your team's the best overall, it doesn't feel as good. You're not. You're like, why are you acting like an idiot? You yeah. guys are the best. Yeah. You should. You should be wearing uh, button-down polos and enjoying buffalo wings without sauce on them, so you don't get your shirt dirty. Instead, they're where they want to be: doubted, underdogs, looking bad. Look for the Bills to make a big run, or whatever. Uh, Unless the Dolphins go into town and beat them, but we'll see. We'll though. see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know if that'll happen. Uh, Jalen Hurts, number two, in my opinion, should be number one because he's done everything that the uh, haters said he couldn't. He has uh, adjusted his form, his play. He's mm-hmm. made it in the NFL. He's looking damn good. He's number two. The Eagles uh, still undefeated. But number one, Patrick Mahomes. Is that your new legacy guy? Is that the uh, new Tom Brady where he just... And Jason would probably agree with this because he loves Mahomes. I like Mahomes, too. You're funny in commercials. You're a really good quarterback. I like Mahomes. But is it just the legacy name that you see with other guys to where he gets points just for who he is? He's well, obviously no, he, leading the MVP race, but... It's because he's he's the best quarterback. He's the, He has won the Super Bowl. I mean, it's, it's the opposite. This is a little bit lame because... This is this seems very chalky. Like this is like you said years ago, we would just Tom Brady would be here all the time until they gave him a reason not to. So, but I mean, I, I will say about Patrick Mahomes is that is as big of an impact as Tyree Kill has had on the Dolphins. Like Patrick Mahomes, they they've kind of that don't miss him, you know, and, no. and, it, and it's forced Mahomes to I think develop his game a little bit. So I, I don't mind that he gets MVP because. You know he he's had to replace that that huge weapon, massive, and, yeah. and, and, he, and he for the most part he he seems to be doing it. He's spreading the ball around, but I, I to me it's Jalen Hurts is your MVP right now. I agree uh, because and, he's the best player on the best team and has well, turned not, around the the Eagles. Granted, I, I, I don't know if it, if it's if it's like just they have all season long had that swagger about them, and I think it's because Jalen Hurts and his leadership. I think it's sure he's also you know he's he's improved. Uh, every year that he's been in the league, I think, if you go look at his numbers, and the dude's like, got and, a chip on his shoulder, yeah, and, has and, since his college days. I mean, just look, just yeah, but like I said, I mean, until now, the Eagles. Look, I, I have I have several uh, Eagles fans that pop up in various text groups, and they're always like, blah, 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 blah. they're always flapping their yeah, their mouths yeah. instead and, of their and wings. Like, it, you've, you've played the lightest eight no schedule, I think, in the history of the NFL. Also, you'll score in but, bunches and then not score again. But we'll yeah. talk uh, more NFL coming up. And a guy that likes to flap his mouth, me, has a huge chip on his shoulder, and it's pointed at you, Texas State University. We'll talk about that right around the corner. Now back to Almost Sports with Jason and CJ on 1027 ESPN. Texas State student body, you've got beef with me. Guess what, bitch? I got beef with you and why I'm not coming back to San Marcos. Just kidding, I will. I'm very hungry and love the food there. Uh, but first, a look at the NFL. Tonight's Monday Night Football matchup. Uh, your MVP number two potential candidate, according to Vegas betting odds. Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Washington Commanders throughout the rest of the league. Uh, a lot of shaking up. Minnesota beating Buffalo uh, in overtime. Do they silence all the haters who say Minnesota's not as good as their record? Nope. You don't think so? No. Okay. No. Uh, Seattle losing to Tampa Bay in Germany. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, of course, being upset, playing in Lambeau against Green Bay, also in overtime. Uh, a lot of other weird, fun, exciting games that happen, but I'm not going to look at them or talk about them because I'm scared to check my fantasy football score. 
So there we go. That's a, what a great sports host I am. I get mad at the Longhorns, so I don't watch their games. I'm scared about my fantasy, so I don't watch NFL. Sure, yell at me, Jason. Yell at me, Ed Clements. I don't care. This is about me today. And Texas State University, Bobcats, it is about me for this moment. Nick, you and I, both graduates of uh, Texas State, Southwest Texas a little bit for me. Yeah. We, we both get called Bob Horns because we root for the Longhorns. We wear those shirts. You've even famously uh, been quoted in the Texas Star, the newspaper. Yeah, they asked me what it would take for me to trade in my uh, UT National Championship shirt for a Texas State one. I said, win a national championship, and they printed it. Which has great. yet really? to happen. Nope, it has um, not. Now, for a very long time, I was a member of the uh, student government. I was a senator at uh, Texas State University. I was the representative on the city council mm-hmm. for the the university. I was a candidate. I ran for vice president of the student body. Very involved with everything happening there. I really I was, want to say that I voted for you, CJ, and I'm I'm sure I did. No, you didn't. You looked I'm at me sure and you're like, I, I hate that douche. Just like you do every <laughs> single day. It, it doesn't hurt my feelings, Nick. It's okay. Uh, president of my fraternity. I ran uh, several big events there and... Your favorite bartender down the road at Joe's Crab Shack did a lot. Uh, But in my younger days, early on in the student government, very, very early on, when Texas State had just made the switch from Southwest Texas, uh, trying to change the culture, everything about the university. And one of the things was trying to figure out um, something individual, something unique that our university could have that would make home football games fun Mm -hmm. because attendance wasn't great. So they changed a few things. Number one, they allowed tailgating again. Number two, they allowed you to drink at the tailgates. As a matter of fact, you could tailgate and drink right up until kickoff. Afterwards, they wanted it cleaned up. They wanted you into the stadium. And you know what? It was fun. It had a loud, raucous environment, especially when the train would come rolling along. Yeah. Uh, You had Barrick Neely as quarterback. We made the playoffs that year. There was a lot to be excited about about uh, Texas State football. But still, they wanted a gimmick. They wanted a thing that would separate the Bobcats. And I had an idea, and I fought hard for it. And I loved it. I consider it the greatest idea because you have noisemakers that you give out for free in stadiums. And one of the most famous ones are the two poles that you clack, the little clack, 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 clack. Yeah, the the thunder sticks, I think they're called. Yeah, you blow them up, they clack. uh, That's a great idea, but it's not that unique, is it? So I looked online, I found prices, I found things like we could bolt and get these. And you'll see in the studio, I have many noisemakers here. Mm-hmm. Noisemakers are fun. We've got the classic as a kid, the recorder. No one cares about that. I have a Peruvian pan flute. No, no. Even bicorns, these are goofy. All that could be used. Listeners, CJ did all of that with his mouth. I did. There was not a single th- prop in the studio. I used my mouth That's to get this job mm-hmm. by talking on the on the radio. Yeah, yeah that's but crazy. I had an idea, and I don't know how it it came to be. And some people were for it. Um, I had an idea of getting a device that every student in the stadium would use, and it was a noisemaker. It was a tube. It had a very bizarre sound. It's called a whirly tube, and it is a long, skinny piece of plastic hollowed out with ridges, and when you play it, it makes this noise. (laughs) And at different speeds, it gets high pitch or low pitch. And I thought, if you have a 1,000 students in a stadium, 
And you were all making that whirly tube noise. Could you imagine thousands of people with whirly tubes making this noise? And guess what? They were cheap and affordable. There was a place we could order them in bulk. We could get them marooned. We could have Texas State things Uh on it. Ah, Again, an entire stadium. Thousands of these noises. It would confuse and bewilder. It would drive defensives mad. It also would Pure insanity and chaos. Half of the uh, the the people at the game to the hospital when you're just whacking people in the face and everything. See, you that, can't spin around a bunch of tubes with a bunch of people that have been tailgating all day, CJ. Was they said that this is going to be used as a beer drinking device. Like Also, it's going to be used as a weapon and hit yes. people. But so can those little long, floppy, like stupid noisemaker klaxons. But you just can't have people, a bunch of people in the fans that have been drinking just swinging things around there. Here's, now, here's my idea. Yes, you can. It's genius. Listen to the sound. Hundreds of thousands of students in the stadium in unison. And you're the quarterback <laughs> on the opposing team going for a winning drive and suddenly we get louder. Here it goes. Ah, the higher pitch. I'm bleeding out of my <laughs> eyes and ears. It's genius. Now, I will get, I will get you this. Because my idea was always just to park because the stadium is right by train tracks. Just park a bunch of trains on the tracks there for the entire game and just be laying in on the horns. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, you think you think fans get loud when it's like, you know, trying to have the the their opponents in there calling plays. What if it's just blasting a train whistle the entire time? That's hard to call an audible under. Um, but here's here, I'll tell you what, this would have worked if you could have figured out how to play the brown note. The brown note on where, these. The brown note famously where you lose control of your bowels yes. immediately. Yes. Uh, speaking of crap in the bed, uh, we did that today. But, Nick, thank you for filling in. Jason, CJ, back tomorrow with Almost Sports, where we'll really almost talk sports. Just two normal guys hanging out, having fun. Right, guy number two? Yeah, guy number one. E to the S to the P to the N is all I watch because I'm the man. If my team loses, I'll be mean all night. If you tell me to relax, we'll get in a fight.